The Yucca Valley Plugged In Podcast brings you up to date on the town of Yucca Valley's current issues, projects, and events. Your local government wants you to be informed about the progress we are making as a community, and we invite you to be involved. Visit the town website at www.yucca-valley.org to register your questions, comments, and suggestions. Produced and presented by Town Hall, the bi-weekly podcast provides a snapshot of the top issues of the day. Get plugged in with Mayor Jim Schooler to stay up to date on all things Yucca Valley. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Yucca Valley Plugged In Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we plug you in to the current business at Town Hall, as well as some of the interesting highlights of what's going on in our community. I'm Jim Schooler, a member of the Yucca Valley Town Council and currently the mayor of Yucca Valley. As we usually do, let's start off with a quick look at the Town Council's last meeting, as well as what we have coming up in our next few agendas. At our last meeting, we welcomed two new town employees, Jimmy Yee, who will be working with the Animal Care and Control Department, and Brady Reyna, who has joined the Public Works Streets Division. We are happy to have both Jimmy and Brady join the team and wish them well in their new jobs. The council also reviewed and approved a multi-year operational agreement with the County of San Bernardino for shared animal shelter operations. This contract allows for the town and county to share in the operational costs of our state-of-the-art animal shelter. The town has a great working relationship with the county at the shelter, which provides critical facilities and services for animals within town limits, as well as the surrounding unincorporated areas. Next, we received an update on the five-year capital improvement program and the special revenue fund spending plan. Both are critical planning tools that identify the high-priority projects in upcoming years. Some examples are the annual slurry seal on streets, sidewalk improvements on Palm Avenue and Little League Drive, the new Aquatics and Recreation Center, dog park rehabilitation, community skate park, senior center modernization, and more. We feel that it is important to have the planning documents and funding in place so that these projects can be completed in a systematic and transparent manner. We are also talking about a program we call Town Beautification, which I will get back to in a couple of minutes. On our upcoming agenda for May 17th, we will do the final review and possible adoption of our two-year budget. We are also going to discuss a number of alternatives for recognizing Sergeant Dominic Vaca, who was killed in the line of duty protecting the citizens of Yucca Valley one year ago on Memorial Day. We will not forget the ultimate sacrifice Sergeant Vaca made, and we want to make sure that the future residents and visitors remember him as well. As always, the public is welcome to participate in this discussion at the May 17th Council meeting. I want to talk for a quick moment about the Planning Commission and their work on the Western Joshua Tree issue. The Commission held a special meeting on May 9th to review all of the remaining Joshua Tree permit applications before the town's authority to act expired at midnight that day. You might recall that over the past year, the town was granted limited authority to grant homeowners a take permit if a Joshua Tree was in the way of or near to a project such as hooking up to the sewer, installing a fence or swimming pool, or building an addition or garage. At the May 9th meeting, the Planning Commission reviewed and acted on nearly 50 requests related to the Joshua Tree. It's likely that we'll be discussing how the town can establish standards that will be in place between now and when the Fish and Wildlife Commission makes its final determination on the listing status of the Western Joshua Tree. Stay tuned as we continue to work through this important issue. The Parks, Recreation, and Cultural Commission, or PRCC, met on May 11th to discuss the town's public art policy. 
This is a very important topic of conversation given how our desert environment continues to attract a large number of artists and art-related events. Various pieces of public art are scattered throughout Yucca Valley, but it is time to take another look at how the town will manage the Art and Public Places program in the years to come. We look forward to receiving more input from the Commission as we move ahead. Moving into our Town Projects segment, this week we want to talk about a project that's been on our mind for quite a while. We call it Town Beautification, for lack of a better label at this point. In a recent community survey, one of the top priorities of Yucca Valley residents is to see visual improvements in many areas across town. Some of the specific ideas mentioned include improved parkways, cleaner sidewalks, graffiti removal, and picking up loose shopping carts. Using this survey as a starting point, town staff presented some alternative programs to the town council, including update our shopping cart ordinance and make sure that retail stores understand their obligation to keep the neighborhoods free of loose shopping carts. Revisit our street sign replacement program. A few of the old green street signs from before incorporation still remain and others are faded and need to be replaced. Look into ways to assist and incentivize local businesses to improve the look of their storefronts. Develop a theme and look into entry sign monumentation at the three entrances to town. This ties into the public art program that the Parks, Recreation, and Cultural Commission is working on. Work on solutions to the wind-blown trash problem. This will likely require participation by our local businesses to take control of their shopping bags and other refuse items. Educate operators of short-term vacation rentals regarding their role in making sure trash receptacles are put out and brought in in a timely manner. And finally, develop abatement alternatives for quick and effective response to graffiti incidents. So this is a starting framework for what we call town beautification, but I'm sure there will be more ideas that surface as we go along. For now, it's good to note that the town council consensus is to provide funding and move forward on these actions to upgrade the appearance of our town. Let's talk about the community events that are coming up. In our last episode, we heard from the Chamber of Commerce about their plans for this year's Grubstake Days celebration with the Hometown Heroes Parade, Golf Tournament, 10K, 5K Runs, and 2K Health Walk, Pony Express Ride, Kids Day Events, and the list goes on. Make sure you don't miss out on any of this on Memorial Day weekend. Get the full schedule of activities from the Chamber of Commerce or online at grubstakedays.com. And while we're on the subject, let's talk about how the Recreation Department is answering the what's there to do in Yucca Valley question. By now, you should have received your copy of the Spring-Summer Recreation Guide in the mail. But if not, there are still plenty of copies at Town Hall, the Community Services Building, and other locations in town. In the guide, you'll find details about the Summer Swim Program, Summer Concert Series, Enrichment Classes, Special Events, and lots more. An online version of the guide is on the town website, www.yucca-valley.org. Hey everyone, our favorite part of the podcast is what we call the seven-minute chat. That's when we get to talk to a variety of interesting people about our town and their role in it. Today we have the distinct honor of a visit from the 2022 Miss Yucca Valley Court. These young ladies were selected back in February to reign this year as ambassadors for our community. You have seen them, and we'll see more of them in a variety of community events and important functions. Their names are Miss Leilani Lichty, Miss Yucca Valley, who is a little bit under the weather and couldn't join us, First Princess Jaylene Ramos, and Second Princess Lila Foster. Congratulations, ladies, and welcome to the Plugged In Podcast. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Yeah, thank you for having us here today. 
We'll get back to you in just a moment, but I wanted to note that also joining us is the coordinator of the Miss Yucca Valley pageant, Mr. John Babrowski of the Yucca Valley Rotary Club. I'd like to start with you, John. Maybe you can talk for a minute about the pageant's history and significance. Thank you, Mayor Schooler. I appreciate it. Thank you for having us on tonight. It's a tremendous honor just to be able to spend a few minutes with you and whoever's listening on the podcast about the program. It's a program that started really with the Chamber of Commerce, I believe, in the mid-50s. Rotary took it over about 27 or 28 years ago. Sheldon Huff and his wife, Tara, took it over when there was really a need for that. And Rotary was well-equipped at that point to take on something like this program, being a nonprofit. And at that point, though, you still need someone to take care of it. So the blessings went to Sheldon and Tara, Sheldon being a dentist up here in the local town, took on a tremendous responsibility because at that time it was a program where the girls had an opportunity early on to write an essay. They then met with at the time, some interviewers. But the night of the pageant was very much different in the sense that it was a beauty contest where the girls literally walked out, like you might see in Miss USA, in a bathing suit, and also then did a entertainment or a talent type of performance, whether it was a flute or piano, or they sang, or they acted, or they danced. Well, all of that was changed with Sheldon because Sheldon and Tara really felt that the program should be a scholarship type program for college, not necessarily shrinking it in the amount of people that might qualify where a 17-year-old or actually 16-year-old girl coming up in front of a 500-person audience in a bathing suit. He felt that needed to be kind of put inside. And also the talent portion, well, not everyone's talented. And that way the nerves would be dropped down to where a lot of it was a point system prior to the pageant. Although the pageant is still about one-third of the total points, the girls go through a five-month program where they are tested each and every week with their integrity, their poise, everything as they go go through a book which is called The Seven Habits of Highly Affected Teens by Sean Covey. It's a book that was wrote really about 20 years ago, but we're still using it today because it still is very effective today or the girls would really not want to be in the program at all. It's very good for adults, but it's drawn to and it's written for teens. So they go through that book. They go through the same type of interview system with adults. They go through the five-month program to really prepare them for the future program, which is generally the second Saturday in February. And there's anywhere from a few girls like there was this year up to about 15. And then through that five month project, they are kind of raised up by the current court, which are now seniors because it's designed for junior girls so that they would then as seniors serve the public, serve our community, serve each other, because what happens is it's a program for the girls by the girls. So the current court kind of train up, go through that book. And all I do is really kind of be the adult in the room and kind of supervise what everybody does and make sure that the uh, coordination and the rotary side of it is all taken care of. And because it is a service program, which is what rotary is all about, service above self, once they then get on the court, then they've earned that crown, but now they've got to earn the scholarship through serving, serving each other, serving the next group of girls once they become seniors and they start up again in September. And then whether we're working for the Boys and Girls Club or we're doing miscellaneous picture shoots, photo shoots, I mean, or just being there representing Miss Yucca Valley, representing the court, Rotary itself at chamber meetings and whatnot. That's really what the girls are all about. So when Sheldon took it over, he really felt that it was necessary to turn it into more of a scholarship program rather than a beauty and a talent show. You and Sheldon have done a great job in keeping the tradition alive over the years. And we appreciate that. We appreciate that you've done that. And I keep hearing what a great growth experience it is for the ladies that get involved in this. So I want to know who 
wants to go first here? I've got a few questions. Lila, now we first met at the pageant finale when you performed and spoke in front of an audience of parents, friends, and community members. What was that like for you as the final judging component of the pageant? And what did you learn from that experience? At the final point of the pageant where we had to do the dance, it really gave us all a boost in confidence. It really had us get a good look at the crowd. And I will admit that I did have a little bit of a mess up in the dance, but I think that doing a somewhat of a flip kind of put that back together. And as the first girl to do her speech, I definitely had to sort of rush and change and get right back out on the stage, which had a little bit of pressure. I felt like I didn't really have time to drink water before my speech. But as soon as I got on the stage and I just got going with my speech, I really felt like I just knew what I was saying. I felt very confident. It showed. You guys did really good. And it seemed like you had quite a bit of support behind the scenes. Like you said, you were changing clothes and, and having to uh, rush from one set of costume to another. But it seemed like you had a lot of help behind there. Was that Who was that? Was that the previous Miss Yacovelli court? Yes, it was the previous court. They were so helpful. They were just there for us the entire time. I just, I can't even explain how much I really appreciated their help during the entire program. Well, all three of you were awesome. And I know it's nerve wracking. I mean, I never would have thought in my junior year of high school that I would want to stand up on a stage and speak to them or dance or anything like that. So I, I really admire your confidence and your courage to get out there and do that. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I've definitely been a very, very shy person person throughout my life. And I feel like this program has really just opened me up. I never would have imagined myself being in a pageant or making a speech in front of that many people. So you would recommend the Miss Valley pageant to the next group of junior girls that are coming through? I would definitely recommend this program for the next group of junior girls. Right. I think it's just an amazing experience. Okay, great. Thank you. And our first princess is Jaylene Ramos. Jaylene, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing well, thank you. Jaylene, a lot of people don't know how to get involved in, Miss Yucca, in the Miss Yucca Valley pageant. Would you tell us how you got started and, and what you and the other candidates went through, like Lila did, but what you went through, what the program was like during the five months John was talking about prior to the finale of the pageant? Well, when I first heard about Miss Yucca, I was friends with these two girls that were juniors at the time, and I was in eighth grade, maybe freshman year. I'm not sure, but I went to the pageant and I was really stunned because just realizing like the pressure they had, I was like, Oh my gosh, especially for me, because I'm really shy and I didn't expect them at like, I didn't expect them to go out there and talk because they were also shy and I knew them as close friends in softball. I was kind of surprised when I saw them. I was actually really surprised when I saw them, but they recommended for me to do it and I kept it in mind, but I was really like insecure about me talking in front of everyone since I was really in my bubble. So when it came to junior year, I told myself, I'm going to do it. I want to step out of my comfort zone. And the day finally came and I was just freaking out. <laughs> and once I got into that classroom, it was kind of outrageous because I knew Maddie, John's granddaughter, and I didn't know she did it. And I was like, if she could do it, I can do it. You know, nothing's impossible. <laughs> well, good for you. You're glad you did it then. Yeah, I, I was. And when the classes started happening, I was really shy. I didn't talk. I was kind of growing into it. And John thought I didn't like it at all, <laughs> but I did like it. It was just, it took me a while to get comfortable with everyone. And once the pageant came I was so scared I was really scared because just knowing all those people like in school and I don't talk to them so they're gonna see me and like think 
she's going to talk like finally. <laughs> and I talked and my parents were shocked and just the nerve was gone, but I did it and I was surprised myself. My parents were surprised. Everyone was supportive. And going through this program with these girls, it was a struggle because everyone kept leaving. Did it start out with three of you or did it start out with more? It started with more. It was kind of bad because there's not really a competition, I guess you would say. Well, one of the things that does happen is the program, just like anything else that's designed like this, it is for everyone. It is difficult to go through a five-month program and study a book, which means homework, and you already have a lot of homework, and most of these girls are AP students or definitely straight-A students, the best of the best, and they're already doing a lot. So oftentimes what happens is after a couple of months, they realize this is just too much and something's got to give. It happens every year. It just happens that these three young ladies had the wherewithal to stick through it and finish because that's one of the things that life teaches you, and that's one of the things in the program, just like college does. You have a set of responsibilities before you. Your life expectancy is, oh my gosh, it's hard. I don't really want to do this. But something inside of each individual that finishes the program has something extraordinary above and beyond the rest of the junior class. And that's why I'm always proud. And I'm going to be doing it here in a couple of weeks to give them their scholarships for the money that they've earned when the current court will get that scholarship. Because it is extraordinary when they finish the whole program. Because by the time the girls go through the first five months, now they will serve another full year. So actually from the time they start until we all say goodbye to each other, scholarship night, it's 17th month program. And not everybody can do that. Did the couple of years of COVID where school was not like it was traditionally, did that have any effect on you and maybe your decision to get into Benciaca Valley? Definitely because COVID got me, uh, it made me more shy and I wanted to adopt that habit. So that's when I had that decision to be Miss Jaka to break that habit. And I'm glad that I did this. Lila, what about you? I don't really believe that COVID affected my choice in participating in the pageant. I could definitely agree with Jaylene that being quarantined can definitely make someone a lot more shy. I feel like I definitely became a lot less social. So I feel like this program definitely brought a lot of us, it brought a lot out of us. It definitely encouraged us to speak up and express our opinions a lot more. Well, it's amazing what you've done. Jaylene, I just saw you in the newspaper as a powder puff football player. Was that, is that, that was you, was it not? Yeah. Was. Yeah. So you're, you're kind of an athlete over at the high school as well? Yeah, I am. My brother did football. Well, he is doing football. He's a freshman on varsity. So he convinced me to play powder puff and I did. And I surprisingly did very well. It looked like you were intimidating on that on that picture. You looked, <laughs> I didn't see it. Was I really intimidating? <laughs> you looked tough. I leaned over the fence that day and watched a few plays. I don't want to say if you're intimidating, but you're definitely a nice athlete. You're good at what you do, Jaylene. Stick with it. Just try to fit both in this year. Thank you. <laughs> I think it's a good time to give each of you an opportunity to tell us anything else you want about yourself, about the pageant, about your life at the high school. We'd like to know a little bit more about you, but we'll give you a chance to communicate whatever it is that you'd like to the community and tell us about yourself a little bit more well i lived here for about nine years i joined the community lobos cheer program and i stopped that when i was in eighth grade and i continued softball which is a big part of my life but i still volunteer for lobos cheer as an assistant coach because that i still have a path for cheer and i would never let that go because dancing is just my heart and my family's involved in the lobos community program so that made me really involved and i started loving it not, not just because my parents did it it's just because that was just my childhood and i grew up there and i just can't 
see myself not being in that program no more. But in high school, I'm doing very well. I'm in college classes. In my future, I'm planning to study architecture and interior design. And I want to run my own business as well. My number one school I want to go to is ASU, Arizona State University. They have a good softball team and I just love the area there. For those that aren't familiar with the Lobos program, can you tell us what that is? The Lobos program is a community program for little kids to play football and cheer. It will start in the beginning of July, I believe. But right now we're having a camp at, I would say, May 16th to the 20th. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's really fun. It starts off as a, um, it helps the kids to figure out what they want to do if they want to play sports or continue this cheer program. I would say to join because it helped me be more social and I loved it. It was fun to cheer for the boys and it was very competitive because not just for like the boys and they're playing good, but so the cheer because end of the year and beginning of school year in August, we have a competition and for cheer, it's just more exciting. And once you get there, it's hyped up. It's more about the cheerleaders than the football players. And sometimes the football players be there to support us since we're there to support them. Sounds like your family's taken full advantage of the program and, and made it a real true family activity. Yeah. Oh, good. Lila, what about you? Where are you going with life and uh, what is it you like to do in your spare time? I've always been a little unsure about what I've wanted to do in the future, but these past few years, I've gained a really large interest in the military. I definitely plan on going to college for two years. I plan to go to Washington State and get my associate. And then I plan to enlist into the army. And that is just something that I've been really interested in for a really long time. And it wasn't something that I've really talked about until this year. I felt like joining the military was something a little looked down on me. I felt like college was kind of just pushed on me a little bit. Well, I think it's awesome. What do you want to do? What specialty in the military do you want to uh, specialize in? I'm actually not sure yet. I am plan on talking to a recruiter this year. And then I can get a lot of more information and I'll just, I'll definitely figure out what I plan to put my passion towards. Well, I'm sure once you see the options, you'll be able to zero in on that. Well, good for you. What do you do in your spare time now? In my spare time, I've really gained an interest in fitness. I go to the gym as much as I can. I try to inspire others to go as well. I've gotten interest in the fitness community for sure. So I understand you guys are going to do something with Grubstick Days this year? Yes, we are. And I really hope to see you at the Grubstakes kickoff chamber mixer, May 27th. And if you could join us Saturday, May 28th at the Grubstakes parade on Santa Fe Trail, that would be amazing. I will be there. I'm already committed to that. And it's good to hear that you, uh, the Missyaka Valley Court, is going to be there as well. Thank you. Okay, we'll go back to John. John, do you have any closing comments? No, we just very much appreciate you making us a part of this, Jim. And we hope that anyone listening that knows a what will be a junior in high school coming up here in the next year, that they would get in contact with the girls or through the blog or our Facebook page, MissYuccaValley.org is also another way to contact us. But the girls will be reaching out to the friends and the current sophomores and others to kind of look into that and hopefully get interested in the following September when we'll join and we'll once again go through another program for five months starting with the next class. So I appreciate that. Appreciate you girls being here today. Thank you very much. I'm proud of all you. We're just getting started and hopefully we'll have a productive summer serving our community of Yucca Valley. 
Thank you, John. And thank you again for all you do with this program. And and on behalf of the Rotary Club and thank the Rotary Club as well. That's about all the time we have. I want to thank you for joining us today. Again, uh, we have been speaking with Lila Foster and Jaylene Ramos, members of the Miss Yucca Valley Court. And we uh, wish a speedy recovery to uh, Miss Yucca Valley herself, Lilani Lecti, and uh, we hope to see her again soon. So thanks again for joining us. Congratulations. And we applaud you for all you do for the community. Thank you so much. Thank you a lot for this opportunity. Thank you so much. And thanks for having us here. It's time for our shout out. There are so many incredible things happening in town these days, especially on weekends. This week's shout out goes to everyone over at the Yucca Valley BMX track. This past Saturday, the track played host to hundreds of riders and supporters who came to the state championship qualifier event. This is a really big deal even to get to host a state qualifier at your home track. And this kind of event is also a boon to local businesses as the BMX families buy their gas, eat in restaurants, and shop during their visit here. I had a chance to watch some of the action, and I have to say that I have never seen the track in better shape. So hats off to all of the BMX athletes and to all of the parents and volunteers who maintain the track and keep the program running. You are all truly an asset to the town. Once again, we go to our mailbag to look at one of the questions that has been sent in to the podcast or directly to Town Hall. This week's question is, how do I report a problem with excessive junk on a property in my neighborhood? We get this kind of question a lot, and it's one of the easiest to answer. The best way to report a problem of any sort, be it junk or debris on a property, illegal dumping, missing street signs, potholes, abandoned vehicles, or any other issue, is to go to the town website at www.yucca-valley.org. This is a super easy and user-friendly website. At the top of the homepage, there are five headings or tabs. They are services, our town, visiting, business, and I want to, dot, dot, dot. Hover your mouse over the I want to tab, and you will see a menu of all kinds of links, including one that says report a problem. From there, it is a simple navigation to the page where you can report the problem. This is the easiest way to ensure that your issue will be seen and addressed. If you want to send us a question about anything to do with the town of Yucca Valley or even general questions about the community, just email it to me at jschooler at yucca-valley.org. You can also look up my email address on the town website. Yucca Valley Plugged In is a podcast produced and presented by the town of Yucca Valley. Your feedback, questions, or suggestions regarding future episodes can be emailed to comrelations at yucca-valley.org. For more information about the town of Yucca Valley, be sure to follow us on social media and visit our website, www.yucca-valley.org.